Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Friday Eve. Thank Jesus. Yes, indeed. And I am so thankful to be rolling into the weekend because I am about war slap out of all this January 6th hyperver anniversary nonsense going on. Uh, but of course, we're going to bring to you the, the latest news of that because we, we have to. That's what we do here on the Andrea K. Show. We bring you all the, the latest uh, news and information that you, you need to know. And we've actually got some information for you related to this anniversary of January 6th that uh, very few people are actually talking about. So we're going to, because of course, that's what we do here as well. Uh, we're still going to be uh, giving you some uh, latest breaking news on COVID. Did you guys know that one in four hospital systems is is at uh, critical staffing levels in in this country in the United States. In part because of why? Because they fired the uh, healthcare workers that survived COVID but refused to get the jab. So we've got some late breaking news on that for you, and we're going to actually be talking. Uh, Larry Clayman's going to be here, founder of Judicial Watch and current uh, uh, of uh, founder and operator of. Freedom Watch is going to be here to lead us into SCOTUS tomorrow. Showdown at the High Court on Friday tomorrow regarding these mandates. And, of course, him and his legal genius will be here to kind of forecast what the arguments will be tomorrow and what we need to know. My buddy Brian Maloney from Red Wave America is going to be here because there's a, there's some interesting stuff happening with the Republican Party as a response to January 6th as well as Trump. So we've got much to get into tonight, but we would love to hear from you. 888-344-1170. We are streaming live right now on Facebook on the Answer San Diego page. So do feel free to share that as well as keep those conversations, those comments rolling. I do read those during the break, and I'd like to share those uh, later on in the show if I get some time on that. Again, 888-344-1170. Got to bring in my brother. It's DJ Potato Skins. It will include and across the board. DJ Potato Skins. And we'll clarify as well during the show, Andrea, that a lot of people think that the Supreme Court showdown with the mandates is uh, that's coming to a head tomorrow, but it's not the end of the road, even if it goes our way. No, it's not. So we're definitely going to, you're going to want to stay tuned to hear what Larry Clayman has to say about that. I mean, have y'all ever, I haven't seen, let's, let's continue to talk about this January 6th. I haven't seen theatrics this bad since Rosie O'Donnell launched that show Taboo that opened and closed on the same day on Broadway. Who remembers Taboo? Anybody remember that show that, that opened and closed the same day because it was that bad? We the, the Democrat Party and the left is so desperate to exploit January 6th, which is all about covering up the election fraud that took place, all about demonizing and criminalizing a, a 75 million voters, all in order to usher in, to force through the making permanent the election fraud mechanisms that took place in 2020 that they're trying to trying to cover up. They're so desperate today that they have that Nancy Pelosi literally had the cast of Hamilton sing songs on January 6th. There's like there's like no effort that they have passed by in order to the to um, script out their fantasy of January 6th away from what it was legitimately into what they want it to be, right? I mean, it's fully scripted. 
And if you're doubting me on being scripted, let me remind you that as Merrick Garland came out and said that five police officers had died, five cops had died from January 6th, not one cop has died, not one Capitol Police officer died in relation to January 6th, not on January 6th. They lied. The New York Times lied. Washington Examiner lied. National Review lied, all saying that Brian Sicknick had been killed by Trump supporters with a fire extinguisher. Didn't happen. The other officers committed suicide. Did you guys know? That the only Capitol Police officer who has been killed in 20 years was killed on April. Let me make sure I get the the date right. April 2. And it was an attack on a U.S. Capitol by a Farrakhan follower from the Nation of Islam. And yet Kakala and Joe Biden, particularly Kamala, came out today. Oh, she's despicable. Absolutely disgusting, despicable. Did you hear that she said she compared this? To Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor and 9-11. I was just going to bring that up. It's disgusting. And they've got on on, uh, CNN tonight and and other networks, they've got all, they're parading out all these Capitol Police officers, how they they risked their lives to defend democracy, trying to equate what happened on January 6th, which was a protest that was hijacked. By the FBI, hijacked by BLM, hijacked by AT by uh, Antifa, and the last time and I more. checked, Andrea, still okay to do peaceful protests here in America. Absolutely, this was a protest that was hijacked. In fact, CBS had had buried a poll that bipart that had bipartisan agreement that this was basically a protest that some people thought went too far, or a protest that was hijacked. But let me get back to this Capitol Police officer uh, or the Kamala Harris and, and her daring to equate this to Pearl Harbor. These Capitol Police officers were not the same as the military who fought and died at Pearl Harbor. None of them died. In fact, they stood around Ashley Babbitt while she was shot dead. And if they cared anything about the Capitol Police officers, they would have been talking about Billy Evans. Because that's the Capitol Police officer who died on April 2nd. What I want to know is, and what many of us want to know is, if this January 6th commission, if anything related to January 6th was of such concern to the Democrats and to Liz Cheney and Ted Cruz and John Thune, they would be all at the microphones today and they'd all be wanting to know, hey, why did the acting attorney general gather together commandos from the FBI that were part of HRT teams, which are hostage rescue teams that were ordered without any. They were ordered to shoot to kill, right? They were ordered to shoot to kill. And there was no official. Uh, they, they, uh, if you're going to call up, if, if the Department of Justice is going to call in this type of commando um, group, uh, as they did on January 3rd, there's actually a procedure that's supposed to take place in order for that to happen. And, and, but that didn't happen here. This guy, Jeffrey Rosen, on his own, decided to order a bunch of commandos that were given the instructions. And we don't know by whom. We don't know by whom. We don't know how many of them were there. And we all saw footage, although there's still 14,000 hours of footage we have yet to see from this. We do know that there's footage of them there. And my question is, if this, if the acting attorney general ordered these commandos to be rounded up, to be placed in advance... Why didn't anybody know about it? But more importantly, why – and they were dispensed. They were dispersed or whatever the word you, you want to use. They were sent to the Capitol to go in. Why didn't they do anything to stop any of the, any of the violence that they took sure place? They sure could have come in handy, right? Yeah. Why did Ashley Babbitt die? Why, why was there any violence taking place when these FBI commandos were there? 
supposedly to stop it. There's more that we don't know. We still don't know. Nancy Pelosi, you know, now she's got all these Congress Democrats all sitting around, you know, oh, I've got the PTSD. Oh, look at what I went through. Uh, it's absolutely despicable when she's the one that that denied because the Capitol Police, they report to Congress. They work for Congress, right? And she denied the request. Wasn't it 10,000? I think it was for, for 10,000. But, but why don't we know who ordered the Capitol Police to remove the barricades and to open the doors and usher people in. There's still so many unanswered questions here. I want to know why the FBI had initially Ray Epps. They can, they're considering, they're continuing to call this, and I've even heard Republicans and conservatives call this an insurrection. It's not an insurrection if they're not armed. There was, it was clearly not, and, and it's not an insurrection if it wasn't planned. The only armed person that was caught on video was this Ray Epps dude, and he was removed from the FBI's most wanted list, and he has not been arrested and charged with anything. These 700 people, let me remind you, these 700 people that were rounded up and arrested. Not charged with insurrection. Not charged with insurrection, held without bail, held in solitary confinement. You guys know that, know that routine there. Held but why all the medical attention they need, too. Right, but why, where, why, why wasn't Ray Epps? Why hasn't he been arrested? And also, what happened to that bomber, that, that, that dude that was, that was on camera the day before going around setting these, these uh, dummy bombs that didn't ignite? There's a, we're gonna, Brian Maloney's going to be here in a moment. There's only two Republicans that are actually saying anything worthwhile today in terms of raising questions about what's going on here and calling it what it is. This is not an insurrection. It was a Fed-surrection. Two of the same people that have been speaking up. It's the same names. It was Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene, right? They're calling this for what it is. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk to Brian Maloney and get his perspective on that as well as more. And I'd love to hear from you. 888-344-1170. Bringing you 21st century common sense. It's the Andrea K. Connect with the show at OurFreeNation.org. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. At the open of, of the show, we've been talking about January 6th. We have to. You know, I don't want to be talking about it any more than, than a lot of y'all want to hear about it. But hopefully we imparted some inter- in- information you haven't heard anywhere else today. Because I don't know of anybody else that's talking about the only Capitol Police officer who's actually died uh, defending uh, the Capitol in the last 20 years. And that was on April 2nd at the hands of a Farrakhan follower from the Nation of Islam. So what we have going on today is a whole lot of theatrics and really bad theatrics, including Nancy Pelosi bringing in the cast of Hamilton to sing. Brian Maloney from Red Wave, Red Wave America joins me now. Hello, my dear. Hey, hey, uh, what a day, huh? Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're up in, in the Northeast, in Connecticut, and before, you know, all these COVID shutdowns, I'm sure you saw your share of, of good and bad theatrical productions. Um, so <laughs> do give well, us your assessment of today's on the part of the Democrats. Yeah, I think this is complete desperation to criminalize, demonize opponents ahead of an election where they know they're going to be slaughtered. No matter how much cheating occurs in November, Democrats are going to absolutely lose enough seats to lose control of the House of Representatives. That's just a given. And we've already seen more than two dozen Democrats aren't even going to bother to run again because they see the writing on the wall. So you've got that. 
um, the Senate could could absolutely fall into Republican hands. So what are you going to do? You know, you're going to have to use all that you have left because they certainly don't have any more ideas. Uh, they're not pushing forward anything that makes sense or is coherent to anyone. So they just crank up the crazy mm-hmm. uh, and try to appease the Maddow base, you know, the MSNBC base, keep them happy. Um, you know, maybe those people will donate to campaigns or whatever and promise a bunch of, you know, arrests of Trump officials like they've been promising. So, you know, this is just more of the same, but it was so over the top today. I mean, it was truly just where I think, you know, this is why the Democrats are losing the moderates. <clears throat> they're losing the independents. They're losing Hispanics. They're losing so many groups because they're just cranking up the nuttiness. Well, that that begs the question about why the Republican Party is not pointing that out. I mean, we've got MTG and Matt Gates coming out today and asking good questions and talking about things like Ray Epps and, and F- the FBI and, and using the term Fed surrection. But the rest of them from Ted Cruz and John Thune and beyond are actually pouting, you know, touting Merrick Garland talking points. And, you know, it's like, do, do, do any of us want to see uh, that, you know, the Capitol being broken into, of course not. But that was actually a small part. Uh, we know we all saw the footage. Every Republican right. has seen footage that the, the Capitol Police were moving barricades past. And people, the hundreds of, of the people that went in, the vast majority just sauntered in and looked around. We've actually seen footage, Brian Maloney, of yeah. the people inside asking the cops where the bathroom is. Right. I mean, right, and yet right. the no, Republican they let them in. The, the police let them in. They opened yeah. up the barricades. And now, no, and, but, and, but we've got, walk. excuse me for interrupting you. We saw yeah. that, right? So then tell me why we've got Ted Cruz yesterday go, you Capitol Police, y'all, whoa, you just risk your life, for, lives for us so much. And we just owe you so much. And da, da, da. And the same thing from John Thune and beyond. Why? Well, yeah. Yeah. So a couple of things. Yeah. So what I was going to say was you used to be able to just walk right into the Capitol. Um, and I used to visit Washington in the 90s and especially before 9-11. But even after that, for a while, you could just walk right into any door uh, and start wandering around in the halls. Anyone could back then. Uh, there were no restrictions. So it was only more recently that it you know, became something where you needed to uh, uh, whatever it takes to get in there. But uh, the bottom line is, yeah, so here's the other thing, though, about Ted Cruz. So everybody's shocked, you know, that Ted Cruz is sounding like a liberal or whatever. And then somebody that I follow on uh, Twitter was pointing out and in- included a screenshot of Ted Cruz essentially saying the last, uh, the same thing last year on January 6th. Uh, devastating Heidi and I are lifting up in prayer of family of the blah, blah, blah. He was a true hero. Yesterday's terrorist attack, you know, blah, blah. So, I mean, this is stuff that, um, he had said before. Mm -hmm. So, so to, 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 he's simply repeating what he said last year for some reason, nobody noticed, or there was too much else going on. So now there's this shock in the Republican base that Ted Cruz, you know, I mean, what, what did we ever really, I think Ted Cruz and all these people, you know, they just, they enjoy life inside the Beltway too much. They enjoy the parties. Yes. They enjoy the push life that they have inside the Beltway. And they don't want to give it up. His wife's with Goldman Sachs. I mean, how much of a rebel could this guy be? You know, he grows up, whatever, some facial hair and he's some counterculture figure. And that's just not the truth. It never right. was. Right. Exactly. If you're just tuning in, we're talking to Brian Maloney from Red Wave America and the Republican Party's response 
uh, to the Democrats politicizing of, of uh, January 6th and what happened. I'm flashing back to, I don't remember what year it was. It was uh, during the Obama administration where we had the flood of unaccompanied minors at the border. And uh, Ted Cruz was, you know, bragging in, in uh, how he was helping uh, provide materials and all this kind of stuff for the illegals at the border. And, you know, aiding and embedding, aiding and abetting the people coming across this country illegally is not going to get any points from me. And that's not the conservative position. If you, you know, no. if you, you, so I've never been a big Ted Cruz fan. And I felt like well, he, he's, he's not likable. He's the people no. don't like the man. And he barely won the last Senate race. Yes. Yeah, he did. So um, and I think I think you're absolutely right about that, that what these Republicans are doing is and, he, and where was he really forcefully for conservatism? Where was he forcefully for rounding out the oh. deep state and the FBI and the DOJ? When we had four years of an insurrection, the entire Trump presidency was an insurrection launched in the summer of 2016 by the FBI and the DOJ, many of which are still in place today. And Ted Cruz didn't do anything about that. And neither did anybody else in the Republican Party. And quite frankly, Trump needed to do more about it, but he got bad advice from people around him, many of which or some of which uh, we're hearing today that including Melania Trump's former chief of staff, who was promoted to being a spokesperson or communications director, what's her face, Grisham, I think her name is, did an interview that she and 12 other officials from within the Trump White House are all going to get together and plan how they can prevent him from ever having anything to do going further, right? Right, and so this points back to so many bad hires being made during the Trump years. And I mean, it was just a string of, of insiders of the very worst kind of people. And it also points to consistently taking bad advice. And this is the problem I have with Trump consistently taking bad advice from the GOP establishment that was never looking out for his best interests and still isn't. If I were him, I would never take a phone call or a meeting with Kevin McCarthy or, or, um, you know, or Mitch McConnell or any of these clowns that run a political party that is totally detached from its base. I mean, the RNC and the voter base are 180 degrees apart and there's no effort to reform the party. And, you know, then you've got Dick Cheney there today. Yeah. You know, so it's not just Liz Cheney, it's Dick Cheney. I don't, I don't even know how old Dick Cheney is at this point. I, mean, I don't know what kind of where his mind is now, but the bottom line is, I mean, these are the snakes the mm-hmm. the inside animals of Washington of the Uniparty because really at the end of the day it's one party right well, uh, really showing what they are well yeah and you know Trump is it was one of these people he built his career his billion dollar empire by successfully navigating and working uh, with these these individuals uh, from Democrats and Republicans and I think that he thought then that he could take the same approach when he went into D.C. and he also went into D.C unlike W did or Romney was thought he was going to or John McCain thought he was going to with the machine right. behind him and and he didn't have that and so in order to to run the government he had to he had to keep a bunch of establishment people or so he thought um and what Trump needs to do now going into 2024 is lay out a plan that says I'm not going to repeat the mistakes of having right. these est- he needs to respond to this by saying well, I, and, I, and hire Hire supporters next time. Yes. I know so many supporters who are out there campaigning for him who couldn't even get an interview. And then all these creatures were hired instead who were who aren't even Republicans or moderates or conservatives, but are on the left. You know, so he was a, 
the White House was full of people like that. No wonder they're coming, you know, running to the Democrats because that's where they were from the beginning. Well, there's also this mindset of of this narrative that, oh, Ronald Reagan was able to work with Tip O'Neill and he had people in his in his administration that were Democrats. This is not 1982. Right. This is not 1992. Right, Our, right. The U.S. government, the, the Republican Party now at the establishment of the D.C. and the swamp level are 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 what far left Democrats used to be. And so what Trump needs to do and and any other Republican at this point, wanting to throw his hat in the ring for 24, including DeSantis, they need to come out and say, I'm going to be bringing in a machine that doesn't have any ties to anybody at the establishment who's been hanging out at any of these parties. And I'm going to be bringing in my own team. And I'm looking at this point when I hear the FBI and these commandos and, um, you know, the the FBI needs to be, I, I think needs to be dismantled. I think it that, has to be. It we, has well, to the be. country won't survive if you leave the FBI intact. The country disintegrates. No, the FBI is is destroying America single handedly. It is the worst. I mean, because it's now just Nancy Pelosi's personal security force. And there was a poll that came out this week showed Amer- a majority of Americans actually agree with that statement. That's basically just you know a, a political mechanism for the Democrats. That's what it's become, and they, they shouldn't have allowed themselves to become a partisan political force. But they did. They were fools. Well, yeah, and but you know what? And the American people ha- heard all day, every day from somebody that they trusted in conservative media, whose name I'm never going to say anymore, who's got a show on Fox every night and a three-hour radio show, say, oh, it's just a few at the top. It's just a few at the top. No, it's 90-something percent of the FBI. We had one whistleblower all these years later at a, 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 after the Trump administration, after 35,000 employees, we had one FBI dude come out with it as a whistleblower. They are nothing but a, a, but a, a, a jackboot arm of the Marxist Communist Democrat Party, and how you can know that is because they're behind the the kidnapping plot attempt on right. uh, what's in her Michigan. face in Michigan. In, yeah. they were they were the ones all roaming around and and uh, the Capitol on there. They they are participating in going uh, in in the U.S. government being weaponized and to criminalize people the for their politics. Protests. The fake, remember the last couple of fake protests they've had in Washington with those, you know, wearing those, the guys with the shorts that everyone was laughing at. I mean, they look like idiots. <laughs> they you look know, like so U.S., they look like, um, who's the, who's the, the drivers who, who, the UPS drivers? Is that who that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's absolutely, it's madness what these people are doing. And, but the problem here uh, fundamentally is that you have a Republican party that is cowering in fear. Uh, and, and timid and f- feeble-minded, feckless. Uh, and so, you know, but then at the same time, they're almost certain to win a majority in November because uh, people are running from Democrats as fast as they can. So what is going to happen in November? You're going to have a weak, timid, uh, easy to push around GOP that is going to be sitting there. You know, Kevin's going to be, you know, you know, we got to reach across the aisle and do whatever mm-hmm. Democrats want. We'll slow down their Marxism by one, one or two percent, you know, because yeah. that's all the Republicans are now. We will slightly slow down Marxism by a week or two. So vote for us. That's about the best they can even 
uh, promise at this point. They're not even trying to be more than Well, that. what we can do is we can at the local level, and, and you've been involved in many campaigns, let's wrap on this by encouraging people to run for office. We know that the that uh, the Republican Party, we, we can we can we can support candidates that are that are the Marjorie Taylor Greens out there and at every level. You need to be paying attention to who use running for office for DA. You need to be running for office right. for city council, school board, school board, school boards, especially. And if you want to run for Congress, great. But there's so many people that the first time they want to run for office, they want to be in the Senate and those, you know, or, or, or right, the right, house right. and, you know, yeah. um, and that's great. You gotta, if you want- Yeah. Be city council. You yeah. Know? Yes. Yeah. But, uh, no. That, and the thing is though, you, you can get elected this year as a Republican almost anywhere you run. I mean, maybe not San Francisco, but I'm saying blue States. Yes. If you were ever going to try as a Republican, do it this year. Uh, it's going to be one of the few years where having the R after your name is going to provide all the benefit rather than the D because people, millions of Americans are scared. People have never voted for Republicans before. So there is an opportunity to get some better Republicans in there. Yes. And we need to do that through primarying the rhinos. And there are some horrible rhinos in the House, uh, you know, that we need to absolutely, and, and any senator that voted for Merrick Garland, I mean, come on, any anyone that voted for him uh, yes. should be removed. You know, to to oh, that was the worst. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here, my dear friend. You I appreciate you so much. Thank you. All right, now y'all stay tuned because we've got another good friend of mine who's going to be here, Larry Clayman. He's got a very interesting take. He wants you to he wants you to know what Jefferson Thomas Jefferson would say about January sixth, and he's also going to give his perspective on the SCOTUS hearing tomorrow on the mandates. So stay tuned. Andrea K. Show, strictly adhering to and preserving our First Amendment. Follow Andrea on OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I was just listening to one of those spots, and I think it had to do with Uber. Did you hear, Skins, that Uber charged somebody $700 to give them a ride home the other day? When, no, when the high, this? This was when the freeways were shut down on the I-95 oh, in yeah, Virginia. Yeah. 700 bucks. That's that. That's that's gouging. That's price gouging. That's gouging for sure. Absolutely. Um, I was also uh, during the break. I was reading an email somebody sent to me, and if you want to email me, I get emails every day. It's Andrea K at andreakshow dot com, and somebody was asking me where my podcasts are. I'm wherever you would download a podcast, but um, I, I I want to direct everybody to Spreaker though. S P R E A K E R. Spreaker, download the app there because I think in some ways that's kind of the easiest one, I think, to, you know, just to, to pop up and, and, and listen. I get confused on a lot of the apps on how to use them. So, you know, download my podcast at Spreaker. Um, anyway, joining me now is uh, my buddy Larry Clayman, founder of Judicial Watch and now founder of Freedom Watch. And he's here to give a very unique perspective on what happened uh, on January 6th. Hello, my dear friend. Nice to hear from you, Andrea. I'm a little under the weather. I've got COVID, but for you, I come on. Well, <laughs> well, thank you so much. I mean, anybody who's going to come on when they got the Rona is like, that's somebody who's a dear friend to me that you would be willing to come on when you got the Rona. So thank you for that. Um, you have an interesting perspective uh, at, related to January 6th, and, and you are a, a historian as well as a brilliant legal uh, mind. Uh, tell everybody about what Thomas Jefferson would say about January 6th. 
I wrote a column today. You can found, find it at freedomwatchusa.org, and I sent it to you and a few others. But Jefferson believed it was necessary every 20 years or so to wage a revolt. He thought the national natural manure of government, the degradation, the decay, the corruption would require the people to rise up. And what we saw on January 6th was a culmination of decades of corruption. The American people became wise to it. They saw that the president at that time, Trump, couldn't even get a hearing before his own lower court judges or Supreme Court justices. And that was the straw that broke the camel's back. But it was not violent, mostly. It was mostly peaceful. Mm -hmm. uh, the peaceful protesters were, by and large, let in by the Capitol Police that were on their side. You know, the thing has been perverted the way it's been uh, demonstrated to the American people. And today, you know, we saw Biden and Harris and yesterday Garland, the attorney general, basically declare war on conservatives, people of faith, libertarians, and those who believe in the vision and creation of our founding fathers. So I wrote a column that said Jefferson would have been the first into the Capitol. I believe that he would have been. And frankly, this is just the prelude for more to come. Because I when, when Biden comes out there and, and threatens the American people with his arrogance mm -hmm. and, and basically tells them, shut up or I'm going to turn the Justice Department on you, that's a declaration of war. Well, that's, there's a reason why Fed Surrection is trending today, because it's basically been the deep state, the FBI and the DOJ. First of all, in the Trump administration, it's been one long act, a coup attempt, an insurrection attempt from start to finish. And this is basically just a continuation of it. Although now at this point on Jan with January 6th, now it's an opportunity for them to round the rest of us up. Right. And and it's a takeover of the entire nation through the exploitation of what happened on January 6th. And I I said a year ago, I was the only one who said it. I cautioned, I think I might've even had you on the show at that point because I said a year ago, I was angry at the conservatives that overreacted. We had somebody who was actually on Salem Network that said that said on, on a show, national show, uh, this is the first time I've ever screamed out loud on my show when I saw somebody's boots up on Nancy Pelosi's desk and it made me really angry. After after everything that's gone on in this country, including 9-11, this is what made you scream? That uh, that the American people decided to walk in the Capitol? I don't like a, a glass being broken, but other than somebody breaking a glass, I mean, wh where was the violence? Andrea, where was the, who, the owns, only, who owns the desk? Owns we own the, the desk. desk. That's the our dang who building. Owns the Capitol? Who owns the Capitol? We do. You know, that... Yeah, that was not a trespass, and I don't advocate violence, and I know you don't either. But what I'm saying is the people were letting off steam. Uh, it hasn't gotten to the point of the storming of the Bastille yet on July 14, 1789. But unless people shape up and ship out, it's going to happen. And then you got Fox News. I'm watching Merrick Garland, his speech yesterday, which was equally as offensive and you know threatening the American people, saying he's going to continue and step up the roundup of everybody. And... You know, the reality here is, is that it's the Justice Department. It's it's the judges that rubber stamp what they're doing that is creating this revolutionary mode. It's putting the people in a revolutionary state. And, you know, you participated in our Third Continental Congress. I think it's time to declare independence. When you watch Fox News, which is basically the propaganda <laughs> organ yep. of the Republican Party and the Chirons are, are trashing the peaceful protesters. That's below. the low. That, excuse me. That's the lower third of the TV screen. Yeah, I mean, there. Yeah, uh, you know. Uh, meanwhile, 
Um, how come when I think it was October 6, 2018, isn't that when 200 women was that? Well, what was that about? They they stormed the Capitol, bro- broke through barricades and, and rushed past the police. None of them were rounded up, arrested and held in solitary confinement and denied bail. How many were arrested? How many member remember when during the Kavanaugh hearings when they broke in? And they broke in and, and busted through and chased people down the hallways. You know, um, I, I can't even remember who the who the senator was running for was trying to run away from these women. Uh, so but but no, because these people were Trump supporters or these people that, that wa- sauntered in because the door was let open to them because they actually dis- disagreed with or they questioned the outcome of the election. Now they're considered domestic terrorist. So that and 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 this is now the also now they're able to exploit that to to do the real insurrection, which is to push through centralizing our elections, which is what their plan is because they know that things aren't looking good for them on the midterm. So that's the next thing that's coming. Um, I want to pick your brain while I have you on um, before we we finish talking about the Third Continental Congress because SCOTUS has a hearing tomorrow on these mandates. There's so many different ways in which uh, th- there's a form of an insurrection upon us in the form of my definition of an insurrection, which is to basically overthrow the foundation of this country to usher in communism, one of which is is with these mandates. What do you see happening at SCOTUS tomorrow? Well, I don't think they'll let these mandates go forward. I mean, that's the least that they can do. But, you know, in the end, you know, as Hillary Clinton, Clinton said with regard to Benghazi, which was disgusting and inappropriate, uh, what difference does it make? We don't have a government anymore. Right. It's time for the people to rise up and do it for themselves. We don't have a Republican Party that's in opposition no. to the Democrats. You know, you see Jim Jordan rolled up sleeves, uh, uh, Tom yeah. Codd and the rest of them. All they do is talk. All they do is raise money. I'm getting 20 emails a day from the Republicans and people in and around Trump. He probably even know that they're profiteering to that extent off of him asking for money. I mean, that's all the Republican Party does. And when they had control, what did they do? They didn't balance the budget. They didn't reform Obamacare. They didn't even give us the clarion call in Afghanistan. And they were getting national security briefings. So whatever the Supreme Court does here or there, the American people need to form a new government. Yes. And we need You're new right. leaders. And we need to take immunity away from federal government officials and judges and, 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 you know, basically fine tune the Constitution, put in a right to life, make sure it's clear, incorporate the, the Ten Commandments into the Constitution because our, our ethics have just gone downhill. Uh, you know, when you see people like uh, Andy Cohen, Anderson Cooper and Don Lemon, OK, carrying on on, on TV, on CNN using the D word and everything else. Yeah. You know, disgusting. And, and kids are, kids are watching that and, you know, three gay guys. I mean, they have a right to be gay, you know, but they don't have a right to push it on everybody else. And it's not cool. So this is what's, what's happening is that this country has been destroyed on every front and it's time for the American people to take control themselves. New political parties. I'm forming a new one, the new American independence party, a separate organization, more parties, new leaders, go our own way. We will not be violent, but if they move on us, we have our Second Amendment rights. Well, we have to We have to do something, and what we need to start doing is you and I need to start having regular seg- segments in which we, we lay out an action plan to make that happen versus just having it be in concept because I was talking to somebody before the show and, and we had been banting about uh, a year and a half ago before COVID, two years ago, about a, a divorce. But I don't think that's possible at this point because when we, we've got a story out today that Biden is using COVID relief dollars to uh, 
fly illegals around the country. Um, they've dispersed and we have pockets so much of crap going on in this country that it's not even dividable anymore. I think in red versus blue, I think we need to think bigger than that. If, if we're going to take this country back. So, um, tell everybody how they can read your articles and see you. And then we're going to make sure you're on, uh, I'm going to get with no one. We're going to make sure you're on, on for regular segments. That's great. Soul sister. We've got to do it. We've got to tell the American people, show them away. Like you said, uh, a few weeks ago, you know, you don't need to read Mark Levin's American Marxism. We know what we're living through. We need solutions. We just don't need to know what we yeah, really know. Yeah, we, and, the time for yammering and complaining, you know, is over. You don't. You don't have to, you know, be an expert on on Marx to see to see what's happening here. Right. So, but they can go to freedomwatchusa.org. Read my book. It takes a revolution. Forget the scandal industry. It lays it out. Uh, I have a new one coming out. It takes a counter revolution because left is now taking total control. That'll come out in February. And, uh, you know, sign up to enlist in our citizens' army and, and listen to Andrea and listen to what I have to say and what others have to say, because now is the time that we do need a divorce and we need to take custody over our country. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Larry. Thank you for being here. You go rest up and take care of yourself. And anybody that's going to you know, care enough about me and the show in this country to call in when they got the Rona is somebody you need to be grateful for. And I'm grateful for you, my dear soul brother. Mutually. Thank Mutually. you, honey. All right, now y'all stay tuned because I got some other topics, to, some information to share with you guys about the Rona and more. So don't go away. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter and Instagram at Andrea K Show, spelled K A Y E. And connect with her on ourfreenation.org. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Speaking of donuts, I got a couple left over here, little mini ones here. Some Dulce de Leche ones. I don't know if I said that right, but they sure were yummy. It's about that hunger time of the show. <sighs> it is. All right, quickly, we're going to go to the phones before we wrap up with one more final story for you guys. Michael from Chula Vista is on the line. Hello, Michael. Oh, uh, hi, Andrea. Thanks for taking my call um, uh, quickly on short notice. Just, I just wanted to give you kudos for having Larry Clayman on. I, uh, I've heard him on your show before. I really, really like what he says, uh, but uh, he uh, and I simply wanted to add that everybody's hungry for somebody who might might be a leader. And so I like what he says, but boy, oh boy, that's a tall order. Uh, I hope that he can convince uh, your listeners, including me, that. He's got something going that we can follow. Well, I'm glad you called, Michael, because that's one of the reasons why I said in this segment tonight, look, we need to have him on on a regular basis because what we need to do is we need to lay out a plan. It's one thing to say, look, the Constitution, which Larry has has explained on many occasions, actually lays out that when your government has abandoned you, when it's failed you in the Constitution, this is the remedy that's outlined here for us. But people don't understand that. We're not teaching the Constitution anymore, but it is a tall order. So we need to bring people in to help them to understand how this would actually work and and take it from concept phase to implementation phase. And so I'm glad you brought that up because that's what we need to do. In fact, maybe would have Larry uh, come back on Monday quickly and just start and, and continue the conversation. Friday's tough because I've already got tomorrow's done and I already right. have my man Bob Walters in. But Michael, thank you for calling in and raising yeah. that. And you stay tuned because we're going to make that a, a weekly a weekly segment on the show. Yeah, well, great. And I don't get to catch your show every night, but I, I lucked out tonight and caught you with Larry and, I, and I'm 
I'm happy and 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 a little bit of hope uh, because uh, boy, that's uh, that's hard to find hope. Yes, it is. Well, listen, if you you don't have to catch me every night, you can always uh, get my podcast. I'm at Spotify and all the different places and Spreaker, which I think is the easiest way to listen. Uh, so download the Spreaker app or just Spreaker.com and search Andrea K Show and listen to me there, my dear. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Uh, you too. Thank you. Bye. Bye now. Okay, so uh, I opened the show. One of the things I told you I was one in four medical centers are reporting critical staffing shortages. Why? Not because of the po- COVID positive testing going on, but because they fired, like the Mayo Clinic yesterday, fired 700 workers. What do right? they expect is going to happen? Well, here's what they decided. You know what Rhode Island did? I don't oh, know. Oh, I read this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is so absurd. Rhode Island is using COVID positive workers who have been jabbed instead of using COVID negative workers who were unjabbed. Tell me that makes sense. <laughs> it do, right? It doesn't make sense. And if it doesn't make sense, you got to ask yourself, why are they doing it? Because this isn't about your health, right? First of all, let's talk about the fact that these are COVID, COVID positive workers who have had the jab, right? So they've got jabbed workers who caught COVID, and they've got workers that they fired who didn't get the jab. Healthy and people. And are healthy. And they didn't get the, they didn't get the, the Rona, right? So they've got patients that are sick being treated by sick medical staff instead of having healthy, unjabbed medical workers that were considered a hero last year. This should tell you everything you need to know. As you, as you were pondering why in the world, or, or, or you should be pondering, you should be asking yourself, why is it that all these things that were supposed to be temporary are now per, have morphed into permanent and including the lie that you were told that you weren't going to get these therapeutics. And if you just stayed home and you allowed your business to be shut down and you got the shot in your arm, you weren't going to get it or You're give it back to normal, everything. And you wouldn't get it or give it and everything would be back to normal. This is about tyranny. Right. This is 100 percent about tyranny. And, and as a result, we've got staffing shortages everywhere. And wasn't this supposed to be about 14 days to flatten the 14 curve? 14 days to flatten the curve. So that we wouldn't have hospital systems overwhelmed. And now they're overwhelmed because healthy workers are at home because under this new plan of tyranny and forced submission, they, they, their jobs were taken away from them. It's absolute insanity, people. It is. All right, we'll see you all tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Thank you, Brian Maloney. Thank you, Larry Clayman. And thank you, listeners.